Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Les Talk podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We're super excited to be with you guys this week. We got BYU Arizona State preview. We're getting super pumped up for week three. We got American Conference expansion talk. What? Some weird stuff going on there. Big 12 isn't the only conference out there expanding. Weird. A week three preview, a more general preview, and we have our guest picker on, and we will be seeing if I can go over 500 this week on the picks. (laughs) So, big week for me. So, I guess without further ado, let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Let's back this booler. gets me amped every single time. Love it. Okay, so uh, BYU beat Utah. Yep. We are still very high on that, but... Utah is a poverty program. Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> have moved on to the next one. Yep, you got it. But so, in the past. Before we hop into the BYU Arizona State preview, let's just recap this quick little uh, information because BYU also joined the Big 12 last week. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Big in news. wake of that, with... Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston leaving the AAC, which apparently only has 11 teams right now. Yeah, has 11 teams. Would leave them with eight. Right. Eight teams. And the American has come out and said that they're willing to let the teams leave before 2024. Interesting. So. Maybe we all join in 23? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, like we said, that would leave the American Conference with eight teams. So in order for them to remain relevant and to keep claiming their P6 status, (laughs) big air quotes on P6, they have to add a few teams. And they've been looking at a couple of Mountain West teams yeah. and a Conference USA team. Been talking to Air Force, okay. Boise State, nice. Colorado State. Oh, okay. Yeah, Colorado, always good in NCAA football, <laughs> the video game. Oh, yes, very true. Yeah. San Diego State, respectable. Yeah, nice. And UAB. The Dragons. So apparently the two teams they've talked about most... Is, have been Boise State and UAB, which both have been respectable programs the last couple of years. Yeah, I get it. I get that you're, you're adding Boise State because of the brand that they have, because they are synonymous with success at the P, at the G5 level and even at the P5 level. You know, they've been right. to you know BCS bowl games. PC, they've, they've won been BCS to, uh, bowl games. Yeah, BCS bowl games. And they're always in New York's New Year Six talks and everything. UAB is, is a little weirder for me, but I get what they're doing. They're trying to open up recruiting in Alabama, which is a hotbed for college football. Right. And, you know, Alabama, there's a ton of five stars coming out of there, but there's also a lot of three, two, three, four stars that exactly. can be picked up by these remaining American teams. So I get what they're doing. What I, what kind of is weird to me is that they're looking almost exclusively on the West Coast, west of yeah. the Rockies. Like, the American doesn't want to stay local. It wants to become one of those coast-to-coast conferences, which is hard for travel, you know, travel expenses, right. especially when you don't make a ton of money, like mm-hmm. the like the Power Fives will. But hey, I mean, if that's what they have to do to stay alive, kudos to them for going for it. Right, right. 
One thing I find interesting as well is that Boise State has been in talks with the Big 12, right? We yeah, so reports, we hear. Yeah. yeah, we heard reports that Boise State and Memphis have been looked at as future expansion candidates for the Big 12. So it would be interesting to see whether Boise State would like to go to the Big 12 or maybe stay in G5 where they might have a little more access to New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, right? That if the if the college football playoff goes to 12 or even goes to 10, whatever, if it expands mm-hmm. and it has an auto bid for the highest ranked G5 champion, maybe it convenes Boise State to stay in the G5. Right. And to be that consistent highest ranked G5 champion and get in, maybe make some noise. You know, who knows? Maybe they're just going to sit around and wait to see if the Big 12 offers them anything before they join the American. Because I feel like if they join with the American... They're going to have to sign a contract. Right. That contract will be at least five years, probably 10. Yep. And then, you know, they lose out on the Big 12. Right. Which the Big 12, for whatever reason, seems like it might actually stay afloat. And we're, we're hearing rumors now that there's feelings within the Big 12 that once the Pac-12 rene- renegotiates their deal in 2024, that there might be Pac-12 teams that want to come over to the Big 12. Oh, baby. So, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with this conference realignment. And, I mean, it's it's going to be weird for the next few years until we get to 2025. Yeah. Weird stuff is just going to keep flying around. And I would love to get excited about, you know, rubbing the Big 12, stealing all these Pac-12 teams. I'd love to rub that in a bunch of Utah fans' faces. But, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, yep. like you said, I think the... Stuff that was going to happen fast has happened fast. Yeah. And I think the rest of the things are going to happen gradually at the very soonest, 23, when all the teams yeah. join. But mm-hmm. like you said, most likely in 25. You want to hear a fun nugget? Let's hear it. Against the Pac-12, BYU is a perfect 2-0 this season. Hey! Pac-12 South champs. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we play, what is it, five, four? Four Pac-12 South teams. Yeah, I think so, right? We play... Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, USC, USC, and then from the Pac-12 North, we play Washington, Washington State. State. Yeah, we basically play half of the Pac-12. Right now, Arizona State is number one in the Pac-12 South. If we beat them, go three zero, and then later beat USC, go four zero, do we hang a banner for Pac-12 South champions? <laughs> we honestly <laughs> might, depending on how UCLA does. If UCLA drops one game. In conference, we get to declare it because we'll yep. be undefeated in conference. Absolutely. In our studio, we'll hang it up. We'll hang it up. Pack 12 South Champs. We already have a big 12 cowboy hat. Yep. <laughs> with, with royal blue lipstick on it. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's get to a couple of uh, ESPN articles that we find interesting slash uh, enraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the good one. Okay. You know, we got the good news and the bad news. I feel like we should start with the good news. Okay. So do you want to take that? Yeah, let's go for it. So it's talking about uh, the BYU-Arizona State game. It's a little preview. It's breaking down. What's at stake? Okay. This is what it says. Cougs have a chance to go 3-0 against Pac-12 with wins already at Arizona against rival Utah. Yep. Like we said, these two teams used to be adversaries in the Western Athletic Conference, talking about BYU and Arizona State. The last time they played was September 12th of 1998 when BYU beat number 14 Arizona State 26 to 6. Nice. Which it was 26 to 0 late in the fourth quarter until Okay, Arizona garbage State time scored. touchdown. Mhm. On that Cougars team was a fullback by the name of one Kalani Sitake. Okay. Who ran once for 2 yards and caught a pass for 25 yards. Okay. Now the head coach Sitake and the Cougars are looking to show they'll be a force in a Power 5 conference with which they are expected to join 2023 after accepting a bid from the Big 12. 
And so Shitake has played against Arizona State, has made the big catch. You know, like the big catch he made last week. Oh, you know, Kalani yes. looks like he might be the most athletic person on our team, to be honest. Like they should, <laughs> you know, in the longest yard when they have the coach come in. Yeah, have the coach come in at the end for that last trick play. They should have Kalani come in. No one would they notice. They should absolutely have Kalani come in. <laughs> I think Kalani could take one to the house, man. Oh, dude, he would run He's through the entire defense. <laughs> no, but yeah, shout out to to them for for mentioning the stat. You know, last time they played was in Provo. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you know, this is 1998. <laughs> this is a completely different era of football. Like, these two teams, like, can't even be compared. But it's nice to know that the last time Arizona State was here, they lost. They got destroyed. And they were higher ranked than BYU. Yeah. They were the favorite team. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, little nugget from that game is that BYU dominated time of possession by almost 15 minutes. Holy cow. <laughs> That's a full quarter. Okay. And then just one other little history nugget we got is that Arizona State and BYU were in the whack uh-huh. until Arizona State left in 1978. Yeah. Until then, Arizona State won, I can't remember, they won almost seven, I think, six or seven WAC conference championships in a row oh, wow. before BYU. Okay. The last year in the WAC, BYU and Arizona State shared the WAC title. Hmm. And since then... BYU went on to establish dominance, win like nine conference championships in the WAC, and Arizona State has only won three Pac-10 championships. Wow. Okay. So, so there's BYU your little history, basically uh, showed up and said, "This is our conference now." <laughs> yep. And Arizona lead. State's like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Look at that. So that's the good news, but now we gotta unfortunately read the bad news. <laughs> Let's it's hear. By it. a man that Jared and I hate with every fiber of our being. Yep. After reading. Two paragraphs from him. One one last week and one this week. Yeah, this guy makes me want to puke all over my keyboard. His name is Fortenbaugh. Not even that name is terrible. <laughs> An ESPN analyst. And he says, This is a major flat spot for a BYU program that just defeated arch rival Utah. I mean that's how that's how I imagine he talks. Let's take <laughs> note that everything broke right for the Cougars in that contest. From their Despicable. performance on third down. Hey, news flash Fortenbaugh. Third down performance isn't something luck driven. That is something that the team accomplishes. They outplay the defense. Come on, man. Especially when you go 11 for 19. Seriously. <laughs> and then he goes on to say Arizona State plays a nasty brand of defense in which the Sun Devils have allowed just 24 points through two contests while holding the opponents to a paltry 2.8 yards per play. Guess what, Fortenbaugh? They've literally played an FCS team. And UNLV, who arguably <laughs> belongs in the FCS. <laughs> like, that is not an accomplishment. Like, almost everywhere I'm reading says Arizona State has good stats. Don't look too much into it. Empty They've calories. Played two no-names. Mm-hmm. Empty calories. Fortin Ball says, oh, they must be the best team in the nation because they beat Southern Utah University. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know what Fortin Ball's problem is. All I know is that I sent him a tweet. <laughs> I fired off a tweet. Follow me on Twitter at... Uh, Biggie underscore talk. Uh, yeah, but I fired off a tweet in his direction. Absolutely no context. It was not on one of his posts. It was just straight at him. And it says... Justin has not been happy with no, I'm No, I'm absolutely not. And it just says this. At Joe Fortenbaugh, I'm going to drink your salty tears from my BYU cup after BYU not only covers the spread, but wins that football game. <laughs> and I stand on that hill and will not come off of it. 
I am with you. I think BYU is easily going to cover the spread, which right now is sitting at around 3.5. Three and a half. Yep. Opened at two. People have been betting Arizona State. Little did mm-hmm. they know what we know, which we are about to bring to you. Brigham Young versus the Sun Devils. Hold on. I have a conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. Are people betting on Arizona State because they are the Sun Devils, Devils, mm-hmm. and Vegas is the city of sin? <gasps> Devils, sin? Conflict of interests. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, do they know that Brigham Young was a prophet Ooh. and can exercise demons? Oh, 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 oh. can cast <laughs> out the devil. Is Brigham Young going to exercise the devils? I guess there's only one way to find out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had to do that. All right. First off, let's start with the uniforms. Okay, yeah. The most important thing in any matchup is the uniform matchup. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. BYU is going to go with the all-whites with royal trim. Yes. Yes. They announced it'll be a whiteout in the entire stadium. For the love of all that is good, please wear white. If, please. If you want to know how powerful whiteout can be, go watch Penn State-Auburn 530 on ABC. Penn State does the most amazing whiteouts, and it is electric. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. Remember when they like made the, Michigan call a timeout, and they hadn't even snapped the ball yet? Yeah, that's they, incredible. Fifteen minutes left in the first quarter, and they had to burn a timeout <laughs> because they were so loud. I think that was a whiteout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep. That was a whiteouts are incredible. Please, if I see you wear a navy shirt to this game, oh, I will personally come me. up to you and tell you that you need to change. Hopefully, this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the Rock. Puts those shirts on everybody's seats again, yep. mm-hmm. you know, just like, just do like a cheap $2 cardboard shirt with a Y on it. <laughs> just throw it on there. Yeah. Whiteouts are the best. I think out of all the color combos or color designs, you know, there's a couple that come close, but I think whiteouts still take it. Yeah. I mean, especially because the game's at 815. Right. So it's going to be dark outside, the night sky, you got the lights coming down and boom, the white, the white shirts and all throughout gonna the crowd. And they're going to reflect. Oh, <sighs> that's amazing. So I'm already really excited for that. Arizona State's going to be wearing their maroon jerseys with a we maroon. Think. Yeah, we think. We couldn't find an official, like, this is what we're wearing. But on Arizona State's Twitter post about the game, they added a photo. And in that photo, their team is wearing white pants, maroon jerseys, maroon domes. Mm-hmm. Their oh. helmets are pretty sick. I'll give it to them. They're yeah, pretty clean. Pretty clean, but BYU definitely wins the uniform matchup in this one. Absolutely. We already proved Royal better than any shade of red. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, big Game Boomer. Uh, shout out him. Yeah. He uh, has some interesting uh, Instagram and Twitter posts, but yeah. he loves BYU. And yeah, for some reason. us to win again. So uh, we got that juju. Shout out. Um, unfortunately, I'm in a twist. My wife is a Sun Devil fan. Ooh. And so... From Arizona. Yes. But your wife wore royal blue. Yes, she did. Cheered for BYU last week. Shout out to Katie. My wife is going to do the same, so hopefully that works out and nobody's in the doghouse Saturday night. Converting our wives one wife at a time. Well, each our individual wife. Yes. Just one wife. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move fast. (laughs) Alrighty, you wanna you wanna go? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, I can go first. Okay, so now we're talking our thoughts on the matchup. We got BYU playing Arizona State. We already said it's at eight fifteen Mountain Time, Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be another late kick. 
which I know some people are unhappy with, but really what it means is that we're getting a primetime ESPN spot. Yep. So we love to have it. It's a ranked matchup. The first ranked matchup in Lavelle Edwards Stadium since 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. When BYU beat a ranked Utah team. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. That is a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, it's the first team, two, first time two ranked teams have played in that stadium since 2009. So I'm wow. going to start out with Arizona State, actually. I'm going to do a, So I did a little research on Arizona State, looked at them, uh, watched some of their highlights, watched a little bit of their games, read a lot of the like articles from Arizona State fans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm getting at, their QB, Jaden Daniels, is a legitimate threat. Yes. He is a dual threat quarterback like BYU has not seen this season and like we have not seen in a very long time. Very long time. Yeah, and plus our defense is completely new, but we return like one or two starters. Mm -hmm. Actually I think we we return three starters, but very, very, very little. So that he is a legitimate threat. He had a career high against UNLV, one hundred twenty five rushing yards. A century in rushing yards for a quarterback is nothing to sneeze at. That's what. They have no problem, Arizona State, moving the chains all season long because Jaden Daniels will scramble for that first down. Right. In fact, on the year, they are 13 for 25 on third down. Okay. Granted, their their competition is absolutely nothing. Right. But going over 50% on third down is okay, especially because BYU is 15 for 31, just under 50%. Okay. So they're on, it's honestly kind of comparable. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's something we really got to watch out for. Jaden Daniels' vision, though, deteriorates very quickly when he's being forced to step up in the pocket. He does not have the same type of pocket presence that Jaron Hall has shown mm-hmm. has showed in the first two games of the season. Yeah. As soon as he steps up, he steps right up into a defensive lineman or to his offensive lineman back, offensive lineman's back, and just throws something or falls to the ground and gets sacked. Right. So that's something that we need to get pressure from the edge on him. We need to force him to step up in the pocket because if he scrambles to the outside. That's where we're in trouble. Yep. And in my research, I saw the, kind of the same thing, that he is a very run-first quarterback. Yeah, he is. In the first sign of trouble, he's going to take off. Mm-hmm. His offensive line isn't great. Like, UNLV was getting pressure with just a you know a four-man front. Yeah, if UNLV is getting pressure at all, <laughs> then yeah, your offensive line isn't that great. Yeah. And like you were saying, Justin, the moment that he's in trouble or he feels pressure, his accuracy declines declines greatly. Mm-hmm. He his completion percentage drops like 10, 10 percentage points or so wow. when under pressure, and he overthrows. He loves to zip the ball, yeah, and so he'll zip it over people's heads or behind him a lot of the time. Okay, which is good for interceptions. Yes. So yeah, that's what I'm seeing as far as passing is concerned. He he does have the like you said he likes to zip the ball. He has the ability to hit the downfield play. He can do it. Given how conservative our defense plays, I don't think we'll give a lot of that up. Mm-hmm. The Arizona State has one of the most athletic backfields in the nation. They yes. really have a fast squad, so that's something we got to watch out for. But Daniel struggles with consistency on short to intermediate throws and progressing through reads, yes. which is what BYU's bend-not-break defense forces quarterbacks to do. Right. So if he's struggling, then that's good. Over two games against two bad teams, he only has two passing touchdowns. Right. Two passing touchdowns, one interception. Their running game has absolutely carried that team. Right. And honestly, Rashad White, a- ASU's running back, dude's an animal. He's fast. He can play, man. <laughs> He's got four touchdowns on the season already, averaging five yards a carry. So, I mean, that's... That's pretty fast. Yeah. He's... And from what I saw, I was watching the UNLV game. 
they run their offensive line isn't one of the lines that'll get up and push you. Like okay. they weren't getting huge push, but all their their runs are like directional zone runs to the outside. Right. So they'll pull a guard, you know, and set up a sweep play. And that's okay. really where this comes in that Rashad White, like his five yards carried, those are on sweeps, they're on mm. outside zones. Okay. So BYU is going to have to be really good at having our D end main, you know, occupy space, mm-hmm. try to force them inside, you know, have the linebackers and corners hold their position. Yeah. Because if they get to the outside, like you're saying, he's gone. He's fast. Yeah. You know, and I feel like our defense has been doing a pretty good job about of that so far. Yeah. We haven't been letting a lot of runs bounce outside. We have given up some big runs, but I feel like they've all been up through the middle. Right. So hopefully our defense can keep that up. Now I did read this on an ASU fan, like fan blog thing. Yeah. But they said that ASU has a legitimate pass rush. I guess we'll see what you say, Jared. Okay. You know, Jared has done a little bit more of an in-depth analysis on that side of the ball. So our offensive line needs to be firing on all cylinders, but I do trust that they will because Utah didn't get any pressure on us. No, we didn't give up a single sack against Utah. When was the last time we did that? I know, seriously. And Utah's defensive line, I would say, is markedly better than Arizona State's. Mm-hmm. So I think we got that covered. The Sun Devils have what appears to be a mediocre rushing defense. So far, they've only given up three rush or three yards per rush. This is against teams with no offensive line, with no real running back threat. Last year, they gave up 183.2 yards a game on the ground. Are you serious? That was last year. <laughs> this year, they have 10 returning starters. Right. Sure, maybe they got better, but that's the same defense as it was last year. They're not going to become 100% better at defending the run, especially because... Jermaine Lowell, their best rush stuffer, he's out indefinitely. He will not be playing in this mm-hmm. game. So I think Tyler Algier really has a chance to open this game up, to take pressure off of Jaron Hall, which is really what we need, right? and to get this football game going in our direction early. I 100% agree with that. Because our offense, as we saw in the Utah game, relies heavily on the run. I you mm-hmm. know, that was kind of new for us like coming into the season. We haven't been able to run the ball that well against teams. Yet we did it pretty well against Arizona, though we could have done it more. Yeah. And we did it very well against Utah. Yeah, we did. We really really did. Uh so a, a couple of notes that I saw when I was watching the UNLV game. Okay. Uh like you said defense. Mm-hmm. The front 7 is not spectacular. Okay. So the they run a 4-3 Nice. Their secondary, extremely experienced. 131 okay. starts between wow. you know, the six or seven of That's them. That's a lot. It's top three in the country. Wow. And they have a lot of speed out there. I feel like Coach Beard. A lot of speed on the outside. <laughs> a lot of speed. <laughs> Good old Ted Lasso. But they play soft coverage a lot of the time. At least they did against UNLV. Okay, Safe, soft coverage. Safeties on the slot guy, generally in man. We're playing mm. like 12, 15 yards off the ball. And so, you know, you've got lots of like eight yard pick plays, stuff like that. Okay. Which, you know, Jaron Hall likes to hit those. Right. And Puka Nakua last week was killing it yeah. on those little, you know, comebacks. Mm-hmm. Um, like Justin was saying, they their defensive line has been like highly touted. But really, when I was watching it, they weren't getting a whole ton of pressure. Okay. When they'd bring three or four, you know, just like a normal pass rush. Right. They, they weren't getting home until the very end of the game when UNLV started to get tired. Okay. The only time they'd get pressure is when they'd blitz, and they blitz mm. a lot. Mm. And their blitzes are, to put it one way, exotic. Okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll run lots of stunts with the interior linemen. They'll run like the little ox, you know, like swaps with the DNs and the D tackles going okay, in and yeah. out. 
Um, but that was really their only way to get pressure was to stunt and bring a linebacker or a corner. Interesting. Um, what? Let's see. The scheme, they love to shake it up. Okay. So they're not going to play heavily man, heavily zone. Like I said, they bring a lot of different blitzes. But their D-line is what, kind of like you were saying, is going to be a key to the game for BYU. Okay. Because they don't get a lot of push off the line. They haven't been able to stop the run very much. And against UNLV's running quarterback, who isn't like a dual threat per se, but he would scramble. Right. They'd try and spy the linebackers on him in the second half. They made an adjustment, tried to spy linebackers. Okay. But it, it didn't really work. And their quarterback ran for a touchdown. Yeah, that front flip into the touchdown. <laughs> Literally jumps over a yeah, guy. Yeah, he dove and over a front guy. Front flips. Got his feet clipped and front flips into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. But I think that Arizona State, like you said, a lot of empty calories. Yeah. I think BYU is going to be able to run the ball on them. Um, one big thing about their D line is that their linebackers and D DNs aren't very good. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Not very good. You know, V was running like zone reads, and the, both the linebacker and the D end, like on the same drive, bit so hard on the running back <laughs> that the quarterback just whoop, and there's nobody for like 10 yards. I mean, that's good. Jaron, Jaron Hall could take advantage of that. For sure. That's what we saw in the Utah game, right? We he, didn't run a ton of read option, but that one time we did, he pulled. He was it. gone. He was gone. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. I think we match up very well. Um, our offense against their defense. I agree. I really, really agree. And what you were saying, Arizona State has a bunch of empty calories. Mm-hmm. BYU at this point is battle-tested. Some people would argue that Arizona really wasn't a battle-testing game. Okay, I get that, yeah. Right. But Utah is a huge rivalry. Not only are they a great team, they were ranked, they have a they have a nationally touted offensive and defensive line. Mm-hmm. A really good team. There's just so much emotion in that rivalry. I don't think I don't think BYU is going to play in a game that emotional at all for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, maybe even next season included. Yeah, absolutely. So I think BYU is battle tested. They're ready. ASU is not. So mm-hmm. that will give us an advantage physically. I think at least in the first half. I agree. It's a home game that will hopefully be close to a sellout, if not sold out. There'll be a lot of juice though. Yeah. I I think it'll Hasn't be loud. sold out yet. No, Arizona State doesn't travel as well as Utah does to BYU. So very true. So I don't know if it'll sell. I don't know if it'll sell out quite yet. But this is the first hostile game for Arizona State. Yes, they've been playing in stadiums with 50,000 people in it. They're going to be playing against Lavelle, you know, in Lavelle Edwards Stadium that holds more people. And it'll be a more hostile crowd that will be in their ear the entire time. Right. And Jane Daniels, the last time he played against, like good competition okay. with a loud crowd was back in 2019, right? Because Really? COVID. Right, yeah. And he's played in front of his home fans uh, this year. Yeah, and twice so now. It's been a while since he's played in front of a crowd. And they didn't do amazing in 2019. I think they went 8-5. and five, right. But all their big wins came at home against Michigan State, against Oregon. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to see the crowd's effect on Jaden Daniels. Yeah, hopefully we can get into his head. No one will be chanting, in your head, oh, yes. in your head, the whole game. <laughs> so here's a fun nugget. i got a couple fun stats for you. You ready? Let's hear it. Over the last six games against ranked opponents, BYU was 4-2. and two. Was Pretty good. So that's really, really good. BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium has won 11 straight. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
dating back to 2020, we have won 13 games straight. I think it is. No, wait. We have we're won 13, 13 and one. Right? 13 and one. Yes, we are 13 and one, which, which is second to only Alabama in the in entire country. In the entire country. That's pretty good. <laughs> we have won since 2003. 29 games over Power 5 opponents, which is more than any team that is not a Power 5. That is a lot of a lot of games. So that's it. So now that random stat time is over, I'm going to go back to it. We have a strong rushing attack. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Algier has been phenomenal all season. He's going to keep doing it. Jaron Hall has been phenomenal. He's going to keep doing it. And if we can put up big numbers on the ground, we'll control the clock, which is something that Arizona State likes to do. So if we can take that away from them, that will be huge. And it involves Hall being smart with the ball. Yep. He's not going to pass a whole ton, but when he does, he's got to be smart with it. And we've no seen him be pretty turnovers. smart. Yeah. You know, there was one pass against Utah that he didn't see a linebacker that dropped and Yeah, batted it got it batted down. down, but no, I, I saw that and I thought it was a decent read. He just threw it a little bit too late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I've been pretty, you know, I've been pretty proud of the way Jaron Hall's protected the football. He's not trying to squeeze it into tight yeah. windows, you know. I think he's been pretty good about that. Yeah, me too. I, I really feel good about it. BYU so far is 7 for 7 in the red zone. That's very good. 100% in the red zone. <laughs> we got to keep that going. Don't let Jaden Daniels run all over us. Maybe a spy. I don't know. I'm not you know, going to defensively scheme for BYU. <laughs> Clean up the open field tackling. Yes. And if we do that, oh, yes. we will win this football game. And I think we will win it by at least 10 points. I, I would agree because... Like you said, open field tackling, that's going to be so big, especially yep. if they get to the outside. It's going to be massive. I think my keys for the game, we got to contain Daniels. I, like you said, a spy. I think our linebackers are good enough yeah, that we so could too. probably spy him, right? Yeah, Peely's good. And if we play zone, which BYU predominantly has played zone. Yeah. In the UNLV game, Jane Daniels did not do well against the zone. Really? No. He threw one touchdown in the huh. red zone against UNLV, and they're in the zone. If the linebacker had eyes in his head, it could have picked the ball, but it went, it literally grazed the top of his helmet on the way to the receiver. So I, I think I I have confidence in our defense against them. And if, like you said, if we can contain the outside open field tackle, you know, keep control of the ball. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a pretty, uh, a pretty good advantage in this game. Arizona state has yet to top, to stop a team. From scoring a touchdown in the red zone this season. Really? And we're talking Southern Utah and UNLV. Holy cow. <laughs> they had a couple stops against Southern Utah. Southern Utah, mind you. Right. Where Southern Utah turned the ball over um, with an interception and a fumble when they were inside the 30-yard line. But they weren't okay. past the 20. But right. other than that, every team that's made it to the red zone on Arizona State has been able to score a touchdown. Wow. It's not even just like a field goal. They have no. scored touchdowns. Touchdowns. Wow. Yep. So that's something to look out for. Yeah. Uh, something that surprises me um, is that Jane Daniels has not rushed for a touchdown. Really? He's, yeah. He's second on the team by only like eight yards or something. I can't remember. Right. Um, in rushing, but he has not scored a rushing touchdown. Huh. ASU has scored 11 touchdowns, which is a lot, but like we said, empty calorie stats, nine of which are rushing. And against you at, Against SUU, they had some 20-yard runs, but against UNLV, it was all within 10 yards. Huh. So, Arizona State doesn't look like they have the big play ability, which, granted, BYU hasn't really shown that either, right? Yeah. apart from the Neil Powell touchdown, but 
they look like you said they want to control the clock. They want to just march down the field and get in the end zone. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think this game is going to rest so heavily upon how our front seven plays. Mm-hmm. Because we need to stop their running game. And if we can stop their running game, I think there are very easy ways to shut down Jaden Daniels. Yeah. I 100% agree. It will depend on if we can get pressure on him, force bad passes against his own, which I I will bet a bag of potato chips oh? that Jaden Daniels throws at least one interception. Okay. You heard it here. <laughs> um, I think he's going to throw at least one interception against our zone because we're going to bring some pressure. Mm-hmm. going to get to him. He's going to throw a bad pass. Um, and then just stopping his scrambles. He, they don't really run design runs with him. Right, right. That's what I was saying. And Arizona State's uh, coach, Herm Edwards, mm-hmm. he came out and said that you know, his quarterback had 125 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He said that he didn't want to see him run that much. That he was running too much. Interesting. They want to keep him safe. They don't want him to get hit. So they're not trying to use him as a designed runner very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think a lot of his runs, like they're not designed like you were saying. Mm-hmm. They come on like third and nine, third and ten against UNLV. He had a yeah. he converted like three third downs of ten plus yards because he'd sit there. Something would break down. He you know goes Run between the, the tackles and then just jukes out everybody. So. Yeah. I think it really will come down to containing the run, forcing them inside, you know, containing the outside, and then stopping him. Yeah, I really think so. So, Jared, if BYU wins this game, what does that do for our program? Specifically talking about this year. What does it mean for this year? If BYU can beat Arizona State, Hmm. regardless of how it happens, actually, I think if we can beat them by, like, Five or six points, right? So okay. it's not like last second kind of thing, you right. know. Reverse have... cover the spread. Yes, yes. If we we beat them by more than a field goal. <laughs> yeah, I think if yeah, if we reverse cover the spread, we could have a special season this year. I think so too. Like Utah, I don't care what anybody else says. No matter how good any other team, if Baylor goes undefeated, don't care. Mm. Utah game was the toughest game on our schedule. Yeah. Because we're playing against history, the emotions of not playing them for another at least two years. We don't know when they'll play next. Right. That was the hardest game. If we can beat Arizona State, that would prove to us that we can beat the rest of the hard teams on our schedule. Yeah. And we could really open up the season to 10, 11, even 12 wins. Yeah. I mean, and it would really, it would really show that we have the ability to stop a dual threat quarterback. Right. Which is very important. We need to be able to stop them both. I honestly think if BYU wins this game, it might it might be time to start having the conversation of a double digit win total for BYU this season. I agree. Ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero. Heck, fifteen and zero. Fifth, what? <laughs> win the national championship by a margin of thirty points? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I I really think this will be a special season for BYU if we can take care of business on Saturday. Yep. Thousand percent agree. It'll, like you said, we haven't stopped a running quarterback in a very long time, and yeah. this is going to be good for not only the program to show that like we're a more complete team now, but also like think of it. After Arizona State, who do we play? USF at home. Mm-hmm. We go to Utah State. Okay, and then we get Boise State at home. We right. could go into the Boise State game five and zero, maybe even top ten in the country. Yeah, at least top fifteen at for least sure. Top 15. So. 
I, we have mm, very winnable games after this. If we yeah. can get past Arizona State, it opens the floodgates. It really does. Man. So I got a question for you, Jared. Yes. If we beat Arizona State. Yes. That makes us 3-0 against the Pac-12 South. Yes. We have one more Pac-12 South opponent on the schedule. Last week of the season, we played USC at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. If we beat all four Pac-12 South teams on our schedule, do we hang a Pac-12 South champion banner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in the Velo Stadium, but in our little office? Absolutely. It's going up. Oh, yes. Oh, for sure. BYU um, Pac-12 South champions 2021. <laughs> uh, I have a little nugget. It's a kind of off topic. Oh. But this is going to be really interesting for Cougar fans to hear. Okay. So, this season... I haven't done the research for the other seasons because I just this brought to my attention today. Okay. This season, BYU is 2-0 against Power 5 teams. Mm-hmm. There are only three other teams in the entire country that opened up with two Power 5 teams in a row. Wow. Okay. Can you name them off the top of your head? Ooh, off the top of my head, I imagine uh, it's prob- they're probably G5 teams, aren't they? No, they're... They're Power 5. They are Power 5 opponents. All three of them. Okay, I think it is... Uh, is it Alabama? Nope. No, no, no. Alabama Week 2 played FCS. This is really... This took me like on. an hour to figure out. Oh, man. Um, I'll give you some hints. I don't know. One of the teams... It's not Stanford. It's Stanford, right? Stanford, yeah, Stanford is one of them. Because they played Kansas State and then they played uh, USC. USC. Stanford, by the way, plays only P5s this season. Really? They don't play a single G5 or FCS team. Shout out to their quarterback, freshman return missionary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the other two teams, one of them is 1-1. One one, okay. Ranked. The other one is 2-0. and o, Ranked. Against P5 teams. And BYU does this year in and year out, and yet there are only a handful of other teams in the nation that start out the schedule so hard. So we got Stanford. You said one of them is 1-1. One and, one. and ranked. Is it? Huh. And then one of them is two and zero. One of them is two. There's only a handful of teams in the country right now that are two and zero. Yeah. It's not Georgia. They played UAB. Mm-mm. You're close though. Think top ten. Um. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's hard, right? Yeah. Is it? Is it Clemson? Mm-mm. No. Oh, nuts. They're both Big Ten schools. Oh, they're both Big Ten schools. Okay, we got Iowa. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about Iowa. They played Indiana and Iowa State. Uh-huh. And one and one team. Oh, I guess, yeah, Ohio State, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy to they you? They played that, Oregon and Minnesota. Yeah. It's crazy to think that the only teams that open up the season, like, with hard schedules are Iowa, mm-hmm. who's perennially top 20, top 15. Yeah. The Ohio State Buckeyes and Stanford, which... Uh, I mean, they're not like a huge deal, but they're respectable. They program. have been, yeah. yeah. And BYU does this year in and year out, starting with two P5s. Mm-hmm. So I think that says a lot about what BYU has been able to do, given the toughness of their schedule. Yeah, I think so too. And BYU's, man, like, like all those quotes have said, BYU is just a Power 5 program that happens to not be in a Power 5 conference. Mm-hmm. They really are. Our facilities, P5. Our stadium, P5. Definitely. Our football team, P5. Our basketball team, P5. All of our other sports, P5. Definitely P5. National champions in track and field and all Men's these things. Volleyball is always competing. Mm-hmm. Women's soccer is always in the tournament. Absolutely. So, I mean, 
I mean, it's about time that we start getting some of this respect. Oh, yeah. We and really, really should get this respect. And we're going to get even more when we beat the crap out of Arizona freaking state this weekend. Heck, yeah, when we exercise the devils out of the <laughs> sun. So, should we get our little predictions in? Score predictions? I got one more nugget for you. Oh, oh, I love these little nuggets. One last nugget, and it involves what you were just saying, that we started out against two Power 5 opponents, right? Mm-hmm. According to BYU Sports Nation that I was watching this morning, the last time BYU started 2-0 against Power 5 opponents was in 1984. Oh! The year that we won the national championship. <laughs> so does that mean that we're on national championship watch? I agree. I think so. Everybody put all your cheeses on BYU winning the natty. Yep. You will get an immaculate return. I think everybody listening to this podcast should agree to shave both of their eyebrows if BYU does not win the national championship game. <laughs> um, we won't do it, but you all should. <laughs> yes, you all should. <laughs> and if you send us a video, then we'll give you a box of cheeses. Yep, for free. Yep, absolutely free. Just ship it and handle it. All right. Any, so any other nuggets that you wanted to share? I'm liking the little nuggets we're throwing in here. Yeah, you know, no, some I'm spicy nugs. I don't think I have any more Wendy's spicy nugs. Yeah, um, so I think it's it's time to move on to picking these games. All right, let's do it. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Ooh, I don't know. I'll take it. So BYU Arizona State for me comes down to our defense containing them. I think yep. our offense is going to have an easy job marching down the field with the run game. Okay. Maybe not easy, but they'll be able to do it, right? Like kind of like we were against Utah. Right. But I think our defense is what's going to help us win this game. They're really going to be the key. One, contain Jaden Daniels. Okay. Either have to spy him or uh, play zone, I don't know. And then secondly is you got to contain the edges. We Absolutely. have to set the edge on defense. We got to take good angles. We got to open field tackle. Mm-hmm. That's a must. If we can do those two things, then I think we will win the game 31 to 20. 31 to 20. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we'll score a ton of points, but I think we will start to see the offense get into more of a rhythm. No, I agree. I think that we'll score more than we did last week. Mm-hmm. I think that our offense is getting progressively better and better. And I think Arizona State's defense is a lot worse than Utah's is. And like you said, they're missing their starting nose tackle or whatever, right? Yeah, they're so. st- they're they're missing their premier run stopper. So I think BYU's going to win this game. I'm, t- I'm calling Don't it deal. right now. BYU is winning this game. They are winning by more than a field goal. I think that the final score will be... Hmm. It will be Arizona State 20. Okay. And it will be BYU. Hmm. How many touchdowns? 34. Ooh. BYU 34, Arizona Arizona State 20. So very similar. Right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> what was your pick again? 31-20. 31-20, yeah. Okay, just one more field goal for me. We didn't talk about this before. We just barely come up with this. So. Yeah, I barely could remember what Jared predicted. Earlier, so I, I had to look <laughs> over at the screen to see what he had typed down. So, expect a handily covered spread. BYU's going to win the game. Two do score you, victories from both of us. Do you think it'll be close? Or do you think it'll be kind of one of those things where we're up like two or three scores, Arizona State cuts it, kind of like with the last two games where Utah and Arizona have brought it back in the last couple minutes? I think the game will be close in the first quarter. 
Okay. Second quarter, I think BYU will open it up. Third, halfway through the third quarter, I think BYU will then punch Arizona State in the mouth. Yep. And will go up bigger. And Arizona State will make a little push at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but BYU will squash it. Yep. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see us hold them to fewer points than 20. Yeah. I I think Arizona State has enough speed that they're going to get around us a couple of times. Absolutely. Holding them them to less than three touchdowns is a big W for us. It's going to be huge, especially since they've scored, like, what, 11 touchdowns total in the first two games? Yeah, since everyone thinks they're going to score 60 million points this season. (laughs) Fort and ball. Then win by more than three. Fort and ball. (laughs) What a dummy. Anyway. I hate foreign ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we uh, get to our ad reads and then our guest? Let's go for it. This episode of Les Talk is brought to you by Insert Sponsor Here. We love Insert Sponsor Here. They are the best company out there. We love working with them. They are our ride or die. We use all of their products. We love their products. We use them every single day. They are just such a huge blessing in our lives. And to think they only had to pay $15 to get this ad into the episode, Insert Sponsor Here is the best company out there. If you know more, If you know any more companies like Insert Company Here, just know that Insert Company here is the best of all of them. <laughs> Hi there. Have you ever been watching college football on a Saturday afternoon, just having the feels, and you're watching, and there's cheese that's dribbling down your chin into your beard and down your belly hairs, and you've just thought, what game is on next? What channel do I turn to? Well, we got a problem solver tool for you. Go to letstalkpodcast.com and click on the weekend watch guides. There is a spreadsheet with all of the best games color-coded for maximum enjoyment. It shows you what games are on at what times on what networks. Now, this is college football, not the NFL, so you can actually watch all of these games. Yay! So go to letstalkpodcast.com, click the walk-in, watch in the weekend watch guides, and enjoy your weekend like a real man or woman or dog. All right, everybody, welcome back from those amazing ad reads. We hope that you enjoyed those. But now back to our regular, regularly scheduled programming. We got a guest picker on the podcast. Again, let's go. Can we get a drum roll, please, for Mark Stroud? Yes, sir. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's glad that we're glad to have you on, man. Uh, let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Where are you from? You know, what's who are you? Ooh, who am I? That's a deep question. Well, first off, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington. Um, huge sports fan. Die hard every sport. Basketball, baseball, football, whatever it be. But nice. um, on that topic, some of my favorite teams, obviously, go Cougs, BYU. Of course. Go Cougs. Since I was a baby. Um, but I'm also an Alabama fan. My dad and his whole side of the family is from Alabama. So, okay. So it's justified. So, yeah. I'm justified. Okay. Before the not bandwagon. Yep. <laughs> yep. Not bandwagon. And so that's me. I'm at BYU right now, studying accounting, just kind of doing that thing. I graduate this next year. So I'm excited, but congratulations. Uh, um, I guess. Yeah. I, I played basketball in high school. Tennis. Heck yeah. What position Ooh. in basketball? Shooting guard. Ooh. Ooh. So just cause I, 
couldn't really dribble or play defense or anything. So I just fought <laughs> up, up in the corner. But <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's that was kind of what I did in high school, and yeah, just anything sports outdoors is what I like to do. But okay, that's a little bit about me. You got a favorite sport uh, to watch and then to play. Mm, so and th- this is like NFL versus college football versus everything. So mm, it's a tough well, one. Well, okay, I love watching football. Okay, okay. basketball's up there too. But uh, I would have to go with college football over the NFL. Okay. But Man of culture. In the NFL, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan just from being from Seattle. But mm-hmm. my dad kind of raised me a Cowboys fan. I get a lot of hate for that. Ooh. But Deservedly so. But yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. But I definitely have to take college football. And then with basketball, I love the NBA. Okay. I love okay. the NBA a lot. But Your team? That's the thing. The Sonics, Ooh, Seattle, yeah, but they don't, they don't really happen anymore. R.I.P. Man, hopefully yeah. they come back soon. But yeah, I cheer for the Jazz. I like the Jazz. Okay, good team. Yeah. I mean, March Madness gets me excited too. So once March Madness goes around, that's my focus. Yep, agreed. Nothing <laughs> is better than college football and March Madness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the pageantry that surrounds it, the atmosphere, the games, the incredible play mixed with the absolutely <laughs> terrible play, <laughs> all combined into one. It's just something so beautiful. It's a mosaic. You put it all together, yes. and it's just the like best thing it. ever. I like it. <laughs> you have to have the boneheaded people that are like, you know, just out there having fun, like uh, Josh Allen when he was in college. Yeah, he was just like a mash the buttons kind of guy, just <laughs> running around throwing the ball wherever he wanted to. At Wyoming, yeah, <laughs> a linebacker playing quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, that's always the best. So me and Justin know Mark. Mm-hmm. We all served in the same mission together, Peru through Sur. and uh, yeah, we all love BYU, and so we all, you know. Talk about that on the mission, and then uh, here we are on a podcast together. Who would have known? Who would have thunk it? As a guest speaker, <laughs> living the dream. Look at us, guys. Look at us. All right. Um, before we get into the big games, let's go with our upset pick of the week. Ooh. You get one point if they cover the spread, three points if they are uh, outright win. All right. Fair enough. Justin, you want to start us off? Yeah. You know, I'll start us. I'll start us off because I feel really strongly about my pick. Uh, just oh. because. Jared sucks at picking Pac-12 champions. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. He, uh, um, if you guys don't know, he picked Washington to win the Pac-12. Oh, nice. And he picked Washington as a dark horse college football playoff candidate. Yeah, this is not my <laughs> brightest moment. After an open letter to Washington, things did not go any better. They lost to Michigan, and I think they'll lose again this week at Arkansas State. Ooh. Or, sorry, Arkansas State at Washington. What's the spread for that? They will lose to Arkansas State. Uh, the spread is Washington minus 17. And I don't care. Arkansas State is going to win that football game. Washington is not bouncing back. I think they've given up on the year already. Wow. All right. That's bold. All righty righty then. Okay. Mark? Why? Well, I, I got to go with the Notre Dame-Purdue game. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Notre Dame's ranked 12. Purdue unranked, but the 2-0. They just beat UConn by like... 49, I think it's 49-0. Okay. They look nice. good. Notre Dame, last two games, win by three points Oof. against non-ranked Florida State Yeah, and Toledo. So, yeah, we feel some type of way about Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, so do I. Fraud. <laughs> Frauds. Frauds. Fraud. College football playoff fraud. Oh. I mean, come on. It's, it's disappointing. <laughs> so, yeah, just get them out of the picture. Purdue, beat them. Put them so in their place. With it anymore, but, yeah, I got Purdue winning that game. Alrighty. Nice. I like that pick. Uh, my pick comes from. Uh, do you know what conference Charlotte's from? I don't. Uh, is Charlotte Charlotte? Charlotte's an FCS team. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, 
I'm sorry, Charlotte. I don't know where you're, you know, I don't know anything about you, but I do know that you're covering that spread against Georgia State. They're walking Ooh. into Georgia State, who we know uh, is a state. Georgia is a state. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlotte are the minors, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, Charlotte beat Duke. Oh, Charlotte is Conference USA. I stand corrected. They are an FBS school. So they, there's no reason they should not cover this four-point spread. So, Charlotte, I'm giving you some love out there. You're going to cover the spread and beat Georgia State, who is 0-2. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to be watching that game. Uh, what what channel is that game on? That's going to be ESPN Plus for all you ESPN Plus subscribers at ESPN 5 p.m. Plus. Mountain. So Prime time. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> In the so. <laughs> 20 minutes before the Penn State game, you go turn that thing on, watch Charlotte go three and out three times in a row. It'll be great. Nothing better than that, man. <laughs> if you're trying to recover from like a game that was absolutely crazy, flip on that game, Charlotte, Georgia, was it Georgia, Georgia State, State? And then you'll just have the most mellow, chill time in your life. You don't even have to pay attention to the game. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> but eventually, one team will win, and it will be Georgia. Nope. I mean, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jared anyway. just called an upset on his upset. Yep. Okay. Yeah, let's get to the big game, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. All right. So our week three slate is actually pretty good. There's yeah. Some, there's some pretty good games like in it. there. I do like it. Um, so we're just going to run through. So last week, I went nine and one. I went five and five. Worst on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Dan went seven and three, I believe. Yeah, he went seven and three. And then our other guest, Joe, went six and six four. Six and four. So Mark, you got to beat... You got to hit that mark, Mark. Gotta get seven. <laughs> you got to get seven. The winner gets. Do we decide what we're giving our winner? A uh, box of Cheez-Its. Okay, at least a box oh. of Cheez-Its. Yeah, at least. Best right. guest picker at the end of the season gets a box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> All right, that's big high time. stakes. That's a high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, first one on the docket. <clears throat> Number eight, Cincinnati at Indiana, 10 a.m. on ESPN. Nice. So, I mean, I guess, I well, you know, Dan's not here, so we'll read off his picks. Dan picked Cincy in this game, and I have to agree with him. I think Indiana is a fraud team. I don't think they ever should have been ranked to begin the season. <laughs> we I were think calling they, it before the season, too. Absolutely. I think they had yeah. a lot of hype after last season. They lucked into a win against Penn State. They built off that momentum. Then this year came around, real circumstances, real stands. Back to reality. Real fans in the stands. And they got slapped in the face. And I think Cincinnati is still a legitimate team. They were legit last year. They took it to Georgia. Almost mm-hmm. beat Georgia. Yeah. And I think they will absolutely roll Indiana. Alrighty. Justin's going Cincy. I got to do the same. Cincy. I mean, last year I kind of had a little hate relationship with them just because of BYU, <laughs> man. I just wanted BYU over them. That's but, true. Know, this year, they're legit. Their quarterback's good. And I, I agree, Indiana's a fraud team. They, mm-hmm. They're a basketball team, and yep. lately they're not even a basketball team. So, like, yep. <laughs> so I gotta go Hoosiers. since the, their quarterback Desmond Ryder, Ritter, on Ritter, Ritter, Ritter. Yeah. yeah, he's legit. So I think he's gonna go off. Yep, I agree. Since he's real deal, and Indiana is not. So I think that settles that. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, game two, Michigan State Spartans. Are they on the rise? Ooh. We'll find out when they go to Miami, 10 a.m. ABC. Yeah, you know, I think that'll be a really good game. I'm really excited for it. I, I cannot comprehend why Miami is a ranked football program. 
I swear, every single year, all these voters that remember the glory days of Miami just <laughs> Early vote. Early 2000s. Yeah, they just vote Miami because it's a name that they recognize because of the brand. When they got blown out by Alabama, they mm-hmm. struggled against Appalachian State. Which Appalachian State's a good team, but... I mean, but still, if, if you're you a top are a top 25 team, yeah. program, you should not be struggling against Appalachian <laughs> exactly. State. You should be handling business. I think Michigan State's going to win this game. I don't think they're getting the credit that, that they deserve. They are 2-0, and and I think they're going to be off to a 3-0 and start. I have to agree. Michigan State. I think Michigan State's a solid team in a great conference. I think they do get overlooked a little bit. And like you said, Miami... As great as the ACC seems to be just because of Clemson, <laughs> they're overrated. Like, yep. Besides Clemson, they have nobody. So I got to go with Michigan State. Miami looked bad against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And just to see, too, I mean, Alabama, they didn't go too hard against Mercer, but they still gave up 14. That's pretty much the same. They gave up to Miami. <laughs> yeah. so like, come on, yep. Miami, Mercer, pretty much the same at this point. So sorry, Miami. You got to drop out of the top 25. You're going to lose to Michigan State. Oh, yeah. 100% agree. I love that. Um we do the U down on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we're doing both U's down now. Miami, they're completely fraudulent. Um, I agree. I think the most exciting thing to happen to that program in the last 20 years was that fan catching the cat that fell out of the ceiling at the game. So <laughs> I think Miami has only that going for them, and they're going to get curb stomped by Michigan State, who I believe is on the rise. The you know, only credit I can give to the Miami, though, is that they're the real U. Yeah, I hate yes. Utah fans. They are the real U. U Very Miami true. Is the real U. So Miami is the U that is not to be fought with. Yes, that's true. Thug U. <laughs> Thug U. You. you know who doesn't agree with you, Jared? Who? You know who doesn't agree with us? Oh boy, Danny. <laughs> Danny chose Damn. Miami, or he said Miami. He chose Miami <laughs> to win this game. Damn. Now, honestly, I think this is a principal pick. You know the bet that, uh, that Dan and I have. He, he said that Miami was going to do better than UNC. I said UNC was going to do better than Miami. I think he's just really hoping that he doesn't have to put cheeses in between each of his toes for an entire day. <laughs> so I think that's why he picked Miami. All right. I guess we can let that one slide then. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Virginia Tech going to West Virginia. Virginia Tech, they're ranked again, number yes, 15. That's 10 a.m. on FS1. What are we thinking, guys? Hmm. Do you think, Virginia Tech. You think they're back? I think Virginia Tech is absolutely back. Ooh. I think they're going to win this game. I mean, they've started out the season with a couple decent victories. Decent, no. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say UNC was a great win. Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate they beat UNC for me, you know, and for my uh, cheese-eating prospects. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Virginia Tech's going to win this game. I don't think West Virginia is quite there. Uh, they're, they're not on par with Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I got to go with Virginia Tech as well. However, Ooh, I don't caveat. think they're back. I oh. think this game is going to be closer than we think. Okay. UNC, they beat UNC, but I think UNC is overrated. Yes, absolutely. And Virginia Tech, I believe, is overrated as well at 15. I think okay. BYU should easily be ranked over them. Oh, I mean, UNC is better. Than, I mean, sorry, Utah is better than UNC, I believe. Oh, Sam okay. Howell is good, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I got to go with Virginia Tech, but... They're not that great. All right. Fair enough. I like that. I'm also going to Virginia Tech. And for me, the jury's still out in Virginia Tech. I liked what they did against UNC, but in all honesty, it didn't surprise me because, like you guys said, UNC is like Iowa State. 
completely overrated, right? Everybody's like, oh, we need to find an AAC or an ACC team to hype up so Jordan or that Clemson can have a good win in there yeah. somewhere, you know? So I don't think they're. I don't think they're there yet. I need to see more from them uh, to say if they're back or not. Um, but and this game, honestly, West Virginia is not that good, so I don't know if it will prove that much to me. Yeah. Uh, Danny also has Virginia Tech. So a clean sweep. Clean Everyone sweep. chose Virginia Tech. You know, the last yeah. time we all chose a team. Tears fell <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. As Ohio State lost this. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, next up we got number one, Alabama, at number 11, Florida. I'm going to be honest. This is Florida's annual get humbled game. (laughs) Florida can never seal the deal against Alabama. Something weird is going to happen. The ghost of Marco Wilson is going to come back (laughs) from from the NFL and throw a shoe or something. And nothing's going to fall Florida's way. Alabama. For Alabama, all I got to say is they're Alabama. They're winning this game. I like it. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for the support, Justin. You're welcome. Roll Tide. I got to stick with my Bama. Mm-hmm. I think the only way you can beat Bama is with a legit quarterback. And I just mm-hmm. don't think Florida has that. Mm-hmm. Alabama's super good on offense and defense. Florida, they're ranked 11, but I don't know. I don't think the QB can do it. And Maury Jones or whatever his name is. He's, yeah. He's not legit. So. I mean, they're in the middle of a quarterback battle right now. Right. They kind yeah. of don't really yeah. know. It's like... so weird. I mean, he has two TDs and four picks. (laughs) You're not going to beat Bama with a (laughs) guy like that. I also agree. Here's my thing about Bama. So they've played, like, good enough, right, against Miami and Mercer, but I haven't seen that same dominance that we saw last year. Right? Like, last year, they were absolutely curb-stomping teams. But this year... Miami. Yeah, like, they've been beating them handily, but I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I expect a lot more from Alabama. (laughs) So... But, like we said, Florida, no, no, no. <laughs> this is not Florida's year. Uh, I didn't I didn't need to hear that about uh, two TDs and four picks, but that just does it for me. <laughs> yeah, that really seals the deal. Uh, Dan Mullen, I had to look up uh, sandpaper grades for this, but oh. he is going to get his booty wiped with grade 16 sandpaper. Grade 16? <laughs> yes, 16. the lowest grade is usually 24. And so 16 <laughs> is like <laughs> a shark. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, That's so... That's going to be a painful wipe. Yep. Dan Mullen is going... He's going to be crying at the end of this game. He should be used to it by now, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dan also went with Bama. I, Another clean sweep. I, uh, Bama's just... They're a wagon this year. Like, they really you know, are. They're, they're playing good football. And like Mark said, the only way to beat them is to have a really solid quarterback and... Florida's <laughs> not... It's the last thing no, they, they have. So. They're, they're a step ahead of everyone else right now. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Next up on the slate, we got a very interesting game. We got Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs Ooh. at Memphis. Oh, slam the over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike Leach is going to try to air that ball out. You know, Memphis is going to try to do the same. Mm-hmm. This is an intriguing game just because Mississippi State very much struggled against Louisiana Tech. Yeah. A G5 opponent. And I think Memphis is definitely better than Louisiana Tech. I, I think they play so. a similar brand of football. So I'm I'm really torn on this, but I think I'm going to have to go with Mississippi State because even though they struggled against Louisiana Tech and they should have lost that game, they didn't. They won. 
and I think Mike Leach is going to find a way to pull it out. I don't think he's going to lose to Memphis. I think that would be really bad for his job, and he knows it. <laughs> so I'm going to take Mississippi State on this one. I got to agree again. Mississippi State. Um, not because of Mississippi State being good. I think both right. teams are just average <laughs> as can be. I mean, Memphis, <laughs> they beat Arkansas State by five. If Mississippi State can get a stop, they'll probably score almost every drive mm-hmm. and it'll be a high scoring game. But yeah, I don't really know too much about these two teams, but Fair enough. SEC, I, I think Mississippi State can pull it off by a little. And if Memphis gave up 50 points to Arkansas State, <laughs> you imagine what Mike Leach, Mike Leach is like, he's looking like a bulldog right now. The saliva yeah, just drooling all over his man. face right now. He's got that saliva dropping <laughs> down from his jowls. So I agree. I think Mississippi State is going to air the ball out. They're going to score, in, you know, unheavenly number of points. I think yeah. you slammed the over. I don't even know what the over is for this game. If it was 75, I'd still take the over. If it was 100, I'd still take it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mississippi State is walking away with this one. One thing I do have to say, though, Mike Leach is really big on, like, the mascot versus mascot conspiracies. Yeah. How do you think a bulldog would fare against a tiger? Bulldogs can get nasty, but tigers are obviously... Like, no, you know, tiger's going to win that battle. Yeah. You think so? What if the bulldog... Was like one of those bulldog mutts from Hunger Games. Uh, maybe that's because that's what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning like a five foot tall bulldog. Okay, so it's like, not just a normal bulldog. No, no, no. This is like a big bull. You know, because this is like fantasy mascot mashup. Okay. Hmm. You know what? Why not? I think a bulldog could effectively bite the tiger's ankles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What do you guys say? <laughs> a bulldog. <laughs> a tiger. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, the bulldog's going. Danny, I don't know what he, shrooms. I, oh, is he on something? I don't know, man. Because he chose Memphis. He chose Memphis. I mean, I guess we can see where he's come from. Memphis scores a lot of points. They do. And Mississippi State is the epitome of a wild card. Yeah, so, they really are. We'll see. Speaking of wild cards, we got one coming up in the game after that. A quarterback that goes by the name of Bo Nix leading his Auburn Tigers versus the Penn State Nittany Lions. Now, this is going to be a game. We need some context for this. This is going to be at Penn State, wideout game, the most electric environment you'll see, you know, maybe all years. Top top five scenes to see in college football, right? Top three. So, what are you guys thinking? Ooh, you know, like it's gonna be a wideout. Penn State does a wideout like no other school. Mm-hmm. Man, like I do. You guys remember that clip of Michigan having to take a timeout before they even snapped the ball because <laughs> Penn State was so loud. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think Auburn's faced anything like that in a very long time. I think a lot of these teams are gonna be really rattled with these with these uh, fans because yeah. they're coming off a season where there were no That's fans true. in the stand. Yep. So they got kind of accustomed to not playing with the fans. Now they're getting reaccustomed to playing with the fans. So I think Penn State's got an advantage there. Bo Nix is uh, overrated, a fraud. I don't think he's very good. And I think Penn State is legit. So I think Penn State's going to win this game handedly. All right. Well, <laughs> I got to go against you, Justin. Oh, oh. Auburn. War Eagle. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> My dad hears it. <laughs> Not going to be good. But... I got to go with Auburn. I hate Auburn, but I don't know. There's something about Bo Nix. I know you guys are anti-Bo Nix. I'm anti-Bo Nix just because it's Auburn, but right. he seems to 
in some of the big games, maybe it's just because it's Alabama, that's the only game I focus on that they play, <laughs> he seems to kind of pull through. I think Penn State's a great team. It's going to be crazy wide out, like you said. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an awful environment for Auburn. But is a Penn State a top 10 team? I don't quite mm. think so, actually. Okay. They always seem that's to kind of poop the bed in one of their games. <laughs> I, I could see it being this yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and quite honestly, I mean, Auburn, they played nobody. True. But they're putting up 66 both those games, quite a bit. Um, and I could see them kind of getting excited for their first big game of the season. So it's a bold pick, but I'm going Auburn. All right. All right. You know, I. I, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Bo Nix, okay. I have been the biggest anti-Bo Nix fan. Uh, or anti-fan, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Bo Nix But, kind of like Mark was saying, Bo Nix is wild card. Like, sometimes he'll show up and he'll play really well. Like, I'm sure Mark could tell you. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. 2019. <laughs> uh, um, so, the, here's some stats. From 2019... Bo Nix at home through 62% this freshman year, right? So don't expect these to be crazy numbers. 62% for 1,600 yards and seven touchdowns, no interceptions at home. That's pretty good for a freshman quarterback, right? Yeah. But on the road, drops from 62% to 51%. Threw for 700 less yards on the road. Threw nine touchdowns, which is more, but he threw six interceptions on the road. Holy cow. You go to 2020, he threw 65% at home, 57 on the road. He threw eight touchdowns, one interception at home, four touchdowns, six interceptions on the road. So it seems, seems to me that he does get rattled. Now, he is going into his junior year or sophomore, whatever. Yeah. So he might have a little more experience, but I think Penn State wideout is going to get to him. I think it will, and I think Penn State will win this game. But I agree with Mark with we don't know what Penn State is. Yeah. We really don't. Like the Wisconsin game, that was the definition of a rock fight. So I guess we'll have to see if Penn State is for real, and this will be a test for them. I think Auburn has a good team. Bo Nix is a wild card, but I think Auburn has a pretty decent team this year. So we're really going to find out what both of these teams are about. I think it can be a good game, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good one. For sure. You know, we'll be uh, sitting in the stands two hours early waiting for the BYU game, and that's the game we'll be watching. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have that on our phone, ready to go. You know, I wish they'd put, like, games up on the video boards. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. you yeah. seen that? That'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, they yeah do that, that would be really nice. Outside, outside. Cougar yeah. Canyon. But, yeah, they need phones yeah. because we're in there for two hours. Yeah, seriously. Like, I know, sitting right? there, You get in there and you're Waiting like, for the right. sun to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's bad. Yeah, they need to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, they need to keep us entertained. Yeah. All right. Anyway, next game. Oh, we forgot to mention Dan's. Pick. Oh, Dan. Dan also chose Auburn. I wonder why he's doing that. I don't know. I, I would. I wonder what his reasoning is. Mm, I have absolutely no clue. Maybe you know, he's on the same train as Mark. I yeah. don't know. Dan is a Maryland fan. Okay, Maryland, yeah, Penn enough. State, yeah, absolutely true. hate each other. So maybe yeah, he's just. Do. I could see that. Anyway, another team Dan hates oh. UNC. Which we've already labeled as frauds on this podcast. They play not frauds for long for me. (laughs) (laughs) For the purposes of the bet that Dan and I made. So we got Virginia going to number 21, if you believe the AP voters. UNC, that game is also prime time. I do declare, I do believe. Yep, 530, except you're going to have to go to the ACC network. Yeah, not prime time. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, what do we think about this one? Bronco Mendenhall going to. UNC. I love Bronco Mendenhall. 
I think this Virginia team is really good. I want this Virginia team to be really good so that we can have a ranked matchup against them mm. in come October. True. But just out of principle and just for the purposes of the bet, I got to pick UNC. I'm sad that I do. I don't think they should be in the top <laughs> 25, but I begrudgingly pick UNC. Hey, at least your uh, conference champion in there didn't lose to Montana. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Hey, they can still be a conference champ, though. They haven't lost yeah, that, that, I, yet. That, that is true. Like, zero and zero in Pac-12 play. <laughs> Holding <Still there>. out hope. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> All right, Mark, what do you think? UNC, Virginia. I got to go with UNC on this one. Ooh. Let's go. I'm cheering for Virginia. Okay. Bronco, BYU schedule. Mm-hmm. I think Virginia's got a good defense just because of Bronco. Mm-hmm. Classic. And I love that about him. But I think UNC, after that first loss, they're trying to bounce back and they're trying yeah. to be relevant again. That's true. Good and point. I mean, overall, they're the good. They're a good team. And I think overall they're the better team. And it's at home, I believe it is. Yeah. So I got to go with UNC. All I right. think that, and I think they'll win by a decent amount too. Okay. Ooh. So, All right. Go Virginia. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I will be rooting for Virginia as well. And I think I'm choosing them. A couple of things. First, kind of what Mark was saying, the schedule, we love Bronco, you know, we want Virginia to be good so that when we beat him, we look good, you know, all that stuff. So I think that's part of why I'm choosing him. But also, think about this, COVID is lo- it's still a thing, right? COVID is still a thing. There's still like restrictions in place. So that being said, with disease rampant, who won when the Cavaliers or Columbus came over to the Americas in history? They came over and they wiped out almost all of the Native Americans, right? Because of the disease. So because COVID is prevalent <laughs> and the Cavaliers are playing the Tar Heels, you got to go with the European settlers because they were immune to all these diseases. Okay, now that's an outlandish take. <laughs> I've never heard one. Dude, why aren't you on like, college game day? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> replace Kirk. <laughs> but, I mean, Lee Corso is already senile. And they, you know, I, when, he would probably agree with me. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lee Corso had that same take. <laughs> He'd love that. All right, anyway, Dan is also going to Virginia, but he's, he's a, a Virginia, Virginia guy. guy. Yep. yep. All righty. This is a scary one for you, Justin. This I know. Next game. <laughs> My Pac-12 champs, UCLA. I'm really high on UCLA this year. They're getting, ooh, hopefully not upset by (laughs) Fresno State at the Rose Bowl. So, man, this is scary just because Fresno State played Oregon so well. Right. And it wasn't, like, fluky either. Fresno State hung in there. It wasn't like Oregon just made a whole bunch of stupid mistakes. Fresno State was moving the ball. They were playing well. UCLA, I think UCLA will handle business. I'm really high on this UCLA team. I think that Fresno State gave put all of their effort into that Oregon game. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to see UCLA as that same, like, we got to give everything game. we got to show out. You know, yeah, I think first. they're going to put a little less effort into it, and I think UCLA is going to come away with at least a two-score victory. Okay. So spread is 11. Are they going to cover spread? They'll cover. All right. All right. I'm going with UCLA. I think, I think it can be a close game, though. Fresno State... They hung close with Oregon, and mm-hmm. I initially thought typical Oregon ranked high, right. choke. And you still never know with Oregon; like they, they'll show up in these <laughs> big games, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just go and lose to Washington State sometime this year. Yep. They play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that's just how they are. But I think UCLA is legit. They're really good. Um, 
Fresno State the as visor. well. Besides the Oregon game, they, I mean, they played UConn and some other team, I don't remember, and they killed both of them. Mm-hmm. They're not very good. But Fresno State, they're legit. But I got to go with UCLA. Um, Chip Kelly is on the rise again. Is he back? I think he just needs to stick with the Pac-12 because that's where he belongs. And mm-hmm. He put the visor on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he's going to have a good year this year. And I'm kind of rooting for him a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of him, but. Why not? Right. Cool. That it's cool when he's around. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> it's like football's better when he's back. Yeah. It's good yep. for college mm-hmm. football. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think Fresno State covers a spread. I think it's one score game. Okay. I would even be. I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA has to, you know, pull something out of their butt for this one. You know, like a trick play. You know, hail mary. I don't know. I expect it to be really close because I think UCLA is still like coming into themselves. They're okay. still figuring out who they are. You know, are we actually this good? And I think this is going to be a really hard game for them coming off of that, you know, big win against you LSU. And now like all the talk around them, they're going to have to settle in and play a, a solid game start to finish. But I do think UCLA is going to pull it out. All right. Fair enough. That sounds good. And it looks like Dan agrees with you. He also picked UCLA. All four of us going for UCLA in this game. Go Bruins, baby. That's a bad omen when we all choose the same team. But <laughs> it would be the most typical Pac-12 thing to do. Just yeah, right? Would. To lose. Would game. it surprise any of us? If no. Well, it, it really depends. What time is that game at? Dude, because if it's after it's dark. It's a late game. 8.45. It's dude. an 8.45 Pac-12 45 after dark. Oh, no. It's after dark. <laughs> yeah, that could be dangerous. Um, I'm still sticking with UCLA, though. Got to stick with my guns. Yep. UCLA. <laughs> all right. Here's a game for you. Potentially Big 12 after dark in the future. We don't know. Maybe. We got the Oklahoma State Cowboys trying to wrestle the Boise State Broncos. Ooh. That'll be a fun one. It's on the Smurf turf. It's in Mm -hmm. Boise, Idaho. I don't think Oklahoma State's very good. I'm going to be honest with you. They struggled with a Tulsa team that lost to UC Davis. (laughs) Um, Boise State's been looking good. They took it to UCF. Right. In the first half, that was their game, and then mm-hmm. they did let it slip away. Yeah, and they absolutely let it slip away in the second half. But I think if they can play the way they played in the first half against UCF, if they can sustain that, I think that they are a better team than Oklahoma State. Alrighty. Okay. Well, I'm torn in this one. I initially said Oklahoma State, and I don't know if I'm sticking with that. I'm not sure still. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, like you said, they barely beat Tulsa. They barely beat Missouri State by a touchdown in the first yeah. game. Yikes. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Boise State's good. It's at home. It's hard to beat them at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Boise State's <laughs> on the schedule as well. But, hey, yeah. Big 12. Got to root for the Big 12. Right. right? I mean, right. I was bummed when Iowa beat mm-hmm. Iowa State. Not going to lie. Like, mm-hmm. Big 12. But... Yeah, I initially picked Oklahoma State, but I think I'm going to go with Boise State. Ooh, a last second switch. All righty. Okay, we like that. I am also going with Boise State. Okay. For me, it's a Smurf turf. Yeah, it does it all. Turf. The Oklahoma State is like trying to steal Boise State's color. They're trying to steal the orange. And Boise State's going to be like, we don't need the orange. We got the blue. And they're going to smack them. And I think <laughs> Boise State, okay. also, since they lost to UCF, that was kind of like their, you know, winner goes to the Big 12. You know, we had that whole thing going. Yeah. I think now Boise State has a chip on their shoulder. They're like, we need to prove that we deserve a spot in the Big 12. Yeah, in any so, Power 5 conference. Yeah, and so I think they're going to come out. And they're going to, because this is their only, I think this is their only Power 5 team they play this Really? Year. So, yeah, this is their only Power 5 team they play. Um, unless you count BYU and UCF now, but probably not. Right? BYU definitely Power 5. Def- yeah, BYU is Power 5. We play like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
They're, this is their time to shine. This is Boise State's time to shine. This is when they have to prove they belong in the Big 12. So I think they'll come out swinging. And like we were saying, Oklahoma State has barely beaten Tulsa and Missouri State. So Yeah. So all three of us are going for Boise State. But Dan, he's fighting for the Cowboys. And I think it has something to do with the fact that he wore a cowboy hat last week. So he's just Ooh. he's a cowboy himself. He's got to go with the Cowboys. So. <laughs> The mascot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, if we're going mascots, though, ever see that movie Spirit? No. Horse gets away in the end. Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah, you know uh, the yes. animated oh, right. one? Uh-huh. Horse gets away from the Cowboys, so mm. I, I don't know. Dan might be doomed in that one. I guess we'll have to see. And last up, it's the game we've all been waiting for. Oh, the yes. The game that Jared and I broke down. It is the 23rd ranked Brigham Young University Cougars versus the 19th ranked Arizona State Sun Devils. Oh, baby. Rise and shout. Rise and shout, baby. Yeah. So me and Justin, we've already kind of broken it down. Yeah, we all dove into it. We both agreed BYU's going to win by two scores. So you said 34-20. I said 31-20. Oh, you said 31-20. I said 34-20. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mark, let's hear it. Break it down for us. Okay. I'm choosing BYU. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh, there's a however. The thing about being a BYU fan, a diehard BYU fan, is we're delusional. Yeah. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. BYU <laughs> wins one big game, and we're like, we're on the wagon. Like, this is the year. Yep. And I got to say, I came home from my mission in 2018. We started out rough. I think we lost to Cal. Um, yeah. I don't remember how. the We started out beating Arizona, lost to Cal. But at some point that season... We beat Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. At right? Wisconsin. Like that was yeah. and even though we started rough at the beginning of the season, we were excited. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I think it was a top five, four team. Yeah. Exciting or six. I forgot what their rank, but uh I think they were five at the time. Yeah, they're somewhere. Something there. like that, yeah. But they we won that game and then we kind of struggled against, against McNeese State a little bit the game after. But then we went on, got smacked by UW, and we got mm. smacked by Utah State. Oof. And so that was 2018, let down. Then 2019 rolls around. We know what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously lost to Utah, but then we went SEC country, beat Tennessee. Huge game. Huge. And that USC was awesome. at home. Like, that is still one of my favorite games, too. That was and exciting. USC was ranked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was yeah. a big game. Was like, a that was game. a super fun game. And then we go 41-9, to UW. And then we lose to Toledo and then South Florida. Mm-hmm. Bing, okay. bang, boom. Yep. So again, the BYU special. we get excited and then we get let down. And then last year, I hate to say it, Coastal Carolina, we should have won that game. <sighs> Nine times out of we, ten. Yep. Like I stopped hate, at the one I, yard I hate line. Any highlights about that game? Yeah. We should we should have been undefeated last year. And then they yep. lose to Liberty in the bowl game. Like I yeah, know. they oh couldn't even word. finish it out for us. I know. And so, I don't know. I think <sighs> this year. This would be very typical of BYU to lose this game to ASU after we're so hyped thinking this is the year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ASU has the same history. They yeah. kind of do the same thing. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And the last, true. I think since 2007, they've only had two seasons where they've had more than eight wins. Wow. So that's 12 out of the 14 years they get less than eight wins. They're always kind of projected to be decent, and then they just don't do too well. Yep. So yeah. I think it's going to be a lot tougher opponent. Than our previous two, just because the quarterback situation, yeah, he dual can threat, run real fast, and he can He's throw good. pretty well. So I think it's gonna be a close game, but go Coos, man! Let's start three and zero back to back seasons, first time since the nineteen fifties. Yes, we got it. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, right, you're talking it. about delusional BYU fans. 
I'm going to give you the most delusional BYU fan stat right now. All right. I'm <laughs> Jared and I talked this talked about this earlier on the podcast, but get this. This epitomizes what you just said about being delusional. <laughs> All right. The last time BYU started 2-0 and against Power 5 opponents was in 1984, <laughs> the year we won the national championship. <laughs> To the playoff, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go, go. baby. <laughs> beat the tide. <laughs> <laughs> That's one game where I'll cheer against Ohio State. You'll cheer against oh, Bama. 100%. We want Bama. Thousand. We want Bama. <laughs> we want Bama. First time a four seed upsets a one seed. <laughs> well, let's beat ASU. By 21 points. Yeah, let's beat ASU first. <laughs> Alrighty. And then Dan, also going with BYU. He better. Yep. I assume uh, it's because Brigham Young was a prophet. Mm. Could exercise devils. Yep. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. do believe that was his reasoning. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. I those mean, are the, our 10 games. Yeah, those are our picks. Uh, go to the website. Look at the weekend watch guides. You can see when all these games are. They're all color-coded for you. You can figure out which games to watch at which time slots on, on which channels. And yeah, let's have ourselves a weekend. Let's do it. Let's go. College Game Day should still be in Provo, but... Yeah, it should be. Whatever. I really agree. Should. Whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> Any non-BYU fan would disagree, but... <laughs> I'm delusional, so. No, yeah, of course. Of the course. blue goggles are real. They oh, really man. are. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on. We yep. really enjoyed having you. You were an absolute blast to have these picks with you. We love you, man. And let's, you let's hear it. Yep. Go Cougs! I'll even give you a Roll Tide, man, for this Ooh, weekend. Ooh, you gonna Roll Tide? Roll Tide. I'll do it. Roll Tide. O-H. I-O, baby. All right, look at this. Look, <laughs> look at this. At what do we See, we can all coexist in <laughs> you peace. Know, I'll never forget, too, when you called me on the mission just to let me know Alabama made the college football playoff <laughs> over Ohio State. Like, you're a true fan for that. You're, or true friend, sorry. You're a true friend for that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> I remember I was in the office, and Justin, so I'd have, we'd have our P-Days on Saturday, right? And then <laughs> yep. the games would happen, and then Monday, Justin would have his P-Day. He'd give me a call every Monday and tell yeah. me how the BYU game went. I'd tell Jared all about it. <laughs> Those are my favorite calls, baby. Oh, man, good times. <laughs> all right, everybody, we're going to finish up this episode of Les Talk with a little bit of NFL talk. We're not going to go super in-depth, but we just wanted to go into... What our favorite games of the week are looking like. Oh, sorry, it's creamy. It's a little sticky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a weird sentence. <laughs> it's good creamy, though. Yeah, you know, orange flavor. I'm, I, I got a banana one. Okay. You're very fruity. <laughs> okay. All right, Jared. How you feeling about the NFL this week? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Like This is the most excited I've ever been for an NFL season in my entire life. Yeah. I've usually kind of like, just kind of not really loved the NFL, never really been excited about it, mainly because the Browns used to suck back in the day. But this season, Browns are good. Zach Wilson's in there. There's tons of college players, you know, that BYU especially, that are all over the place. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, right now it's it's halftime of the Thursday night game. We got Washington, the football team, up on the Giants. I know Dan's going to be really happy about that one. He's probably watching it at home right now or... At- Probably is. listening to it on his phone. <laughs> Wherever he is. Listen job. to this. So we love Heineke. Heineken, yes, right? 17 of 21 for 162 and a touchdown. 
Heineke in the first the half. Heineke is the GOAT. We love him. Scary Terry has six receptions for 60 yards and a tutty. Okay. Let's go. Dax Milne. Has Dax Milne done anything yet? Uh, We're checking the box score right now. Oh, we're checking the box score. We're checking the box score. Drum roll, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, nothing, nothing. Uh, at least no receptions. So. Okay. We don't even know if he got it. Oh, well. I guess we'll see. This is basically how we did the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not huge we're into not. the NFL, except I beat Jared in fantasy on a last second comeback. It was this week. Th- I <laughs> am so mad. Aaron Rodgers completely sold out. Jaron had Gerald. <laughs> well, I just said Jaron and Gerald. Jared had Aaron Rodgers, who got one point two points or something like that, or two point two points. He's a quarterback. Time. Yep. He was the MVP last year, <laughs> and he got one point. <laughs> yep. So I won on a last second comeback. Totally didn't deserve it. I admit it. But hey, a W's a W. <laughs> anyway, coming up this week here in Utah, where it looks like we're going to have Denver at Jacksonville, 11 a.m. on CBS. You'll be happy about that one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to see Trevor Lawrence play. Got Dallas at the Los Angeles Chargers. That's CBS. the afternoon CBS. And afternoon Fox, we got Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay is going to destroy Atlanta. Yep. But, you know, Atlanta's it's always fun Anyway, we know we have five Tucson listeners. Shout out to you guys. We love you guys in Tucson. We love you. Uh, you guys are going to get Vegas-Pittsburgh, 11 a.m. on CBS. Then the Dallas Chargers game at 225 on CBS. And, of course, the Vikings at Cardinals game, 2 p.m. on Fox. Yeah, shout out to all you Tucson people that have Kyler Murray at quarterback. Kyler Murray's looking great. Holy crap. We love him. He's incredible. That one throw the other day where he just, like, Took the snap, backpedaled three yards, and then like was falling backwards, just launched it in the air. And, and it, it just, is just a perfect dime. He could have thrown it into like a shot glass from really 50 yards been. away. Man, that was that amazing. So good. Future's looking bright in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And not just because of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that is always bright. Not for Arizona State, though. Uh, future's looking very bleak for them. Yes. They're going to get manhandled this week. By um, the Brigham Young University Cougars. Let's go. All right. Anyway, um, other NFL news. The no, Jets need to it. figure out how to protect Zach Wilson. So, yeah, we are, you know, mourning his funeral this yeah, year. I think Zach Wilson settled into the game a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, first full, first regular season game is going to be hard against the premier defense, right? Second first half, he came up, and he showed up, he played well. You know, so I think he'll he'll show a better game. Mm-hmm. Show a better game this weekend. I I really hope so for him. Honestly, if he had another quarter, he could have won that game. Like I think so. Yeah, the way he was balling out, and yeah. in the first half, he didn't get help from his front line at all, you know the entire game. Yeah. but his receivers were dropping wide open passes in the first half. So dropping balls left and right. Can't have that. How yep. are you in the NFL dropping that many passes? I, and it wasn't like they were bad passes. They were hitting him in the hands. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Oh, well. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Les Talk, LES is Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We had a mm-hmm. lot of fun bringing this show to you guys. Please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, at Les Talk Pod. Yep, share us with your Les friends, Pod. family, post about us on your story, get the word out there so that we can... Uh, infect more people with our love of sports. Uh-huh. Taking sports way too seriously. Please do. Actually, they really do share mm-hmm. these episodes if you enjoy it. Please uh, leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Recommend it to a friend. We really appreciate all the listeners that are out there. We know you guys are a loyal loyal fan base, and <laughs> we love you guys. We really do. We really do. Head to the website, too. Yeah, don't Let's forget talk to check podcast. out Jared's, 
uh, weekend watch guide. He's been working really hard on those things, puts in a lot of effort. LesTalkPodcast.com. Alrighty. That does it for us here at Les Talk. Bull out this weekend, watch a lot of college football, and go Cougars. Go Cougs.